You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. Baby, when you look at me, are you looking with honesty in your heart? Is there really room for me to grow and be a part of your life? Or do you just want a one-night affair? Keeping close my close eyes with no care. That's not what I want, so don't throw yourself on me. My heart is open. There's more there's more there's more there's more Hello everybody, everyone's, everyone's. It is a new episode of the C Dub Show. We are recording this live Sunday, August the 25th in the year of our Lord 20 of 19. Um, not only is this a new episode, but by the time you hear this, this will actually be the two-year anniversary of the C-Dub Show. I would play some booty shaking music, but as you know, listeners, we can't play music no more. Thanks a lot, Spotify. (laughs) But we love you, Spotify. I ain't gonna get mad. Hey! Oh, first let me introduce everybody. The gang is all here. Willis, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And also, (laughs) Courtney is here. Courtney, say hello to the people. Hey, people. How you doing? Is little Caleb in his room now? I don't hear him. Uh, Caleb is watching movies, and he is, we're having some um, separate but equal time. So, um He's in there watching uh, Paw Patrol and enjoying his uh, his individual space. And I am in here, yeah, in here uh, cooking up cheeseburgers. So he'll he'll pop in and ask me if the food's done and tell me to hurry up, probably about fifteen minutes. Such a man. So. That nigga swear he's somebody daddy. Such a man. I saw the little picture of him and playing in the backyard. I was like, oh look, Caleb got him a backyard now to play. Is that the front yard? That's the that's the back patio, because um, a a nigga out here, you know, tried to had to move one up. So uh, we have a patio space in which I'll okay. put him outside when he is um, getting a little antsy. Most so, importantly, when you having the the barbecue, the ho- the housewarming uh, burgers on the grill. When is that? Well, our furniture will be here and all set up uh, first weekend of September. So after that point, I will feel comfortable inviting people over. If you want to come over before then, I have a crate for you to sit on. <laughs> hey, I'm black. I use crates for also many a, things. Also, a blanket on the floor <laughs> is also an option. So um, remind me to tell y'all you don't need this. Right. Been a deal breaker for me. 
not not having no furniture <laughs> not having a bed honey not having a bed you know oh yeah we didn't have a bed for a minute we, we on the air mattress so everything will be in by the first weekend so i will feel like a, a real adult right now it's like take me back to college days it was like we was on the floor. Caleb doesn't mind. He thinks it's just a slumber party. So, <laughs> Willis, what's going on with you? You said that you have not started classes just yet. No, I'm um. Classes start the first week in September, and right now I'm training for my job. Um, so tomorrow, but tomorrow I have orientation for my department. So, you know, grad school things. Boring, but you know, necessary. Well, all right. Well, before I get into the show, I would like to dedicate this episode to my grandfather who I lost on Monday. I am just happy that he is no longer in pain. He he suffered with Alzheimer's for a long time. Um, and so yeah, it's so funny. I was doing the Quality California thing today. And I said, if the senator gets the nomination, I need to tell her that the last conversation I had with my grandfather was about Kamala Harris. So if she gets the nomination, we, I'm about to get her ass out here and I'm going to tell her that story because that was the one thing that made him smile before he passed away. So we love you, grandfather. Aww. Aww, don't make me cry. I'm not about to cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. Girl, let's not cry about grandfathers. Right I know. Now, that's why I said I'm not, I'm not going to cry. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm trying to think. Wait. You lost your grandfather in, was that October, October last year? October 1st of last year. It's almost a year. So not that not that many times off. So we love our grandfather. Okay, I ain't going to say nothing else because then we're going to start crying. and It ain't that kind of stuff. <laughs> so this is the, the second episode of the C-Dub show. It's not second episode. Second Ooh. anniversary. Our second dub-aversary. And as is the rules of this house of worship, we must tell the story of the creation of the C-Dub show. The creation of the C-Dub show started, as everything else in my lesbian life, with a woman. And I was dating this woman, and we had all these very spirited debates. I was thinking, I was telling this story the other day on the interview. I was like, was we debating or was we fighting? But I think we was debating. And <laughs> so we decided... We were going to start a podcast, but then we had the last fight and we stopped speaking. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> me fucking me and Courtney did the same thing. Mm. <laughs> fucking lesbians. And then I started being on the Say Something Nice podcast. Yay to the fellas from the Say Something Nice podcast. And I said I wanted a podcast, but I never started it. And Brandon kept asking me, when are you going to start it? And I'm like, I haven't started it. And yeah. We decided to go ahead and create the C-Dub show. I met these two crazy people on Facebook because they talked a lot of shit. And so I decided <laughs> that they would be nice to be on my podcast because... Courtney I mean, talked the most shit, okay? Courtney talked more shit than she used to, I believe. I feel like... <laughs> oh, yeah, with the, year, with the years, it's, it's, got, it's gotten worse. It's gotten yeah. worse. I feel like I've toned down. I don't say nigga as much as I used to. I don't have Because I have a bunch of new white friends and I don't want to make them feel that uncomfortable. But I feel like I have toned it down a bit. A bit. Since when? Since an hour ago? Oh, like 
I, I try to be a little bit more uh, compassionate, uh, a little bit more sympathetic. To, to you niggas, of course. I know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, well, let's go ahead and jump into the rundown for today. Um, and we're going to jump into, I wanted to do this item last, but because I'm sure none of us thought of our favorite memes or viral videos, I'm going to do this one first because it has its own 50 million memes and videos, which actually becomes a very big, important part of this story. So 11 days ago, the house of worship known as Popeye's Chicken (laughs) debuted a new chicken sandwich. Now, that was only eleven days. It ago. was only a, well. It was eleven days ago. Wait, let me see when. Because you're right. In my the article that I'm reading might have been. What's today? Today is the twenty fifth. So it would be about thirteen days ago. Almost two weeks. Almost two weeks ago. So they probably debuted it on a Monday or a Tuesday. So we'll take two weeks ago. And I and I do want to acknowledge that if anyone in Atlanta is listening to this, apparently they had that chicken sandwich a long ass time ago. So. Well, yes, that's what I was gonna say. So the mm. so the the chicken sandwich. There was a couple of maybe a year or so ago. There was actually maybe two years ago. There was a story about this restaurant in Long Beach that was smuggling in Popeye's chicken. They were selling these chicken and quote-unquote waffle baskets or something like that. Or something, I forgot what it was. But then somebody figured out that the chicken was oh, actually Popeye's. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. that? They was buying Yeah, they was buying it. They was buying it. And then resell. And I don't know. Wait, I don't know if they were then turning it into the sandwich. But some kind of way, that sandwich is linked to that restaurant. The first place that it jumped off was that Little Dixie or Sweet Dixie or whatever. I don't used to go to that place, too. Right on 4th Street in Long Beach. Anyway... So they rolled it out. I'm sure probably in, in Atlanta, they probably sit it down in Atlanta. Let me see how to do it with, in a real black place. Because, you know, Long Beach, in 4th Street, Long Beach, that's, you know, they could have took it right over to East Side Long Beach, but they didn't. They probably sent it to Atlanta. Um, But they rolled out this sandwich. And now I remember the first time I saw anything about the sandwich. It was one, you know, we, we talked about the other day about all the church memes and stuff. It was one of the church dudes. He was singing about the sandwich. He done wrote a whole church song about the anointing that is on this sandwich. Next thing I, I know, everybody got video. It was like bigger than the patty pie, uh, with, with the patty pie dudes selling all these patty pies. And now, child, you can't go to a Popeyes like every Popeye. That somebody said Popeyes in their neighborhood open at ten thirty, and people be in line at ten a.m. to get the Popeye chicken. They say it either got crack. Or holy oil or anointing, <laughs> holy water or anointing oil in this. I'm, I haven't got mine yet. I'm waiting until I get to the museum. Yeah, I haven't eaten it yet. Have so you eaten I, it I, I have. I was uh, ahead of the curve as usual. Um, <laughs> ahead no, of the trend. You're, so, you're so trendy. That's a that's a that's how fly nigga like me do. So <laughs> I did have the the chicken sandwich last weekend. I had it. Um, I was like, oh, I because I like chicken sandwiches and. I don't see the big deal about Chick-fil-A. And I also, I do like Wendy's chicken sandwiches. And of course, um, I have brought it up in the midst of the who has the best chicken sandwich debate. I did say the McChicken does deserve honorable mention because it's a dollar and, you know, a nigga just got their life together. So the McChickens used to get me through to payday many a times if you just wanted like a chicken-ish type of sandwich. So- 
chicken chicken light or something yeah, like, yeah chicken <laughs> chicken byproduct type of uh, sandwich right. so i was like oh you know let me uh you know i'm i'm into chicken sandwiches i'm always trying to find the best barbecue and the best chicken sandwich so i'm like oh popeyes you know i think popeyes does have the best fried chicken so i figured yeah the seasoning is probably just right I had the sandwich, uh, no pickles, because pickles is nasty. But what? it was wow. yeah, pickles is nasty. I stand by my statement, Carolyn. Pickles is nasty. But yeah. I did That's have a whole another episode. Right. I did have the chicken sandwich, and it is quite delicious. I really did enjoy it. It was a nice, uh, thick piece of chicken, well seasoned, also uh, juicy, which is it's hard to do because you know these these big pieces of like. I don't know, merged chicken tender meat, it can be kind of dry. And it, it was it was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm happy I was able to get one before, like, now you can't can get find it. one you and niggas is reselling them for $20. I they will not buy it for $20. Don't eat nobody chicken out they backpacks like it's crack, y'all. <laughs> they still not... out they backpacks. I saw a video now. They claimed the video the man was jumping into the window fighting the Popeyes people because it wasn't no chick. I don't know if that's true though. But here's the thing about it. Okay, so here's some things that you we have to understand about the chicken. So first of all, listeners, if you've been under a rock, not only is the sandwich good, but of course people put it next to Chick Fil A. Everybody thinks Chick Fil A is the best chicken sandwich. Now I do when I used to eat it before I knew they was homophobic. I like Chick-fil-A sandwich, but it's not Chick-fil-A sandwich is not good because of the chicken. Chick-fil-A sandwich is good because of that fucking crack ass sauce. That's what makes Chick-fil-A sandwich oh, yes. is good. But yeah. you can think about it, Popeye's already got the best chicken of all the chicken places. So of course they sandwich and then they say exactly. they put it on a toasty bun, a nice warm mm-hmm. toasty bun. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That touch your spirit, just saying it. Ooh, it's a nice yes. So, with some other things about the about the sandwich. So, we talked about how I first found out about through a viral video. And later, it spawned off all these different memes. It spawned off comparison. First, before the, before the memes got big, though, there was the Twitter debate between Popeyes, Wendy's, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, and, and uh, McDonald's wasn't really in it. it was really Popeyes, Wendy's, and Chick-fil-A. We don't even know how Wendy's, Wendy just asserted themselves because whoever run their social media was already petty. Popeyes and Chick-fil-A just got petty. Did y'all follow the Twitter beef between the three chicken places? Oh, yeah. And how did that, how did that play out? <laughs> I mean, Chick-fil-A was trying to, like, reassert themselves. <laughs> and then Popeyes was like, I mean, you all right? You good? Like, like you got something to say? And then here come Wendy's. Like, wasn't nobody nowhere. talking to her? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, um. But guess what? But guess what? <laughs> we been had a chicken sandwich. Like, where was y'all at? You know, it was. I've never. I've never. I don't think Wendy's chicken sandwich is that good, though. Is it? I mean, I like that chicken tenders, and also just note, people, this Popeye sandwich came out the same day that Wendy's re-released their spicy chicken tenders. Oh mm. yeah, that's right. The shade of it all. Yeah. So they had, and they, they got had it, already, and they go to a fifty piece. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had already. They <laughs> came out the gate. They had been promoting this for weeks, maybe months. That on this day, the spicy chicken tenders was coming back. They was prepared to like kill the fucking game, and Popeye just out of no fucking where comes out with this fucking sandwich and steals the thunder from everybody. Now, mm. important thing to note, there's a lot of things going on. 
there is the memes, there's the videos. There was a meme of a, a, a picture of a Popeye's worker that was turned into a meme that, you know, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about it. And I know I saw, uh, Willis, that you talked, didn't I see you talked a little bit about the, the meme of the, the, the Popeye's lady? Did you post that? The requiem the for, the, for the Popeye's or the requiem for black women that work at Popeye's or something like that. No, I didn't post that. So it's basically pushing back and talking about how we're we turn this lady's private moment where she probably has been dealing with all these kind of crazy people. I heard a story today about where this the this Popeye's manager ended up calling the police on this man because he came and got his chicken sandwich and then said it wasn't spicy and started acting up in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. He started acting up and they ended up calling the police on him. And the police really came over a sandwich. Oh my gosh. Um but on top of the memes and the viral videos, mindful Popeyes did not do any marketing of this sandwich at all. But because of the memes and the viral videos, it's been estimated that all of those together have um, equivalent of twenty three point twenty five million in value in media mentions for the the Popeyes chicken sandwich, which has reignited the conversation about Black people and how we not only not only how we buy because clearly we going out and buying the hell out of this sandwich, but also how we create content that turns around and actually sells things in ways that these companies never thought of. Is that something that you guys have considered in this whole Popeyes gate? The power of, of black folks. The power of black their... content creation, yes. Oh, I mean, we make the world go round. So, like, come on. Without black folks, this world be fucking boring and nobody would know what to do. True. What about you, Courtney? Um, what I, I think is I think definitely the content creation is is definitely key. Black people make we make shit popular. Shit don't be popular until we touch on them. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's first and foremost. Um, but I I feel like I would like to point out that it can't just be us buying the sandwiches though. Like I've had a sandwich and I know a couple of other people, but really people didn't really try to get the sandwich until now it's sold out all over the place. Yeah. So I'm like one of like maybe three people that I know like within my media circle, people who I talk to both in real life and online that actually had the sandwich. So it's like, it can't just be all 13. How many of us is in the U S still 13 million of us buying it? Like it's not all of us. It's might be, it might seem like it's a big bulk of us just because the way social media brings, brings and drives connections. But I'm like, it's, probably white folks buying oh, yeah, the sandwich sure. more than anything oh, because yeah. it, it's like we didn't do that by ourselves but we definitely sh- we make shit popular we make shit pop mm-hmm. from i mean if we all of a sudden decided that the shit was trash and we wasn't canceled. fucking with it it would be like <laughs> oh my god black people said it was garbage so you know it must be true because you know my friend Darrell, he's He's up on everything. He so his he knows it. Right. <laughs> well, of all of the viral videos and memes, what was your favorite? 
I would say my favorite was the one, the comedian, uh, what is it, Kev on stage, mm-hmm. when he did a breakdown of all the chicken sandwiches. That was probably <laughs> my favorite one. Because he did mention the McChicken. Because and my, my favorite line was that it's like the McChicken is the bologna of chicken sandwiches. Like, you don't want to eat it, but when you got to <laughs> eat it, that should be on hit. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Willis, yeah. what was your favorite? Um... I'm, I think any any anything that's comparing Chick-fil-A to Popeye's with some people, like the ones that compared uh, TN to Mara, and then said, <laughs> which one was Chick-fil-A, which one was Popeye's, and then mm. was, uh, I think it was a Shirley Caesar one I saw. Is there? Did you see the one with T.D. Jakes and his wife? <laughs> oh my God, yes. That one, that one was disrespectful. That one was real disrespectful. Oh, and then I seen somebody who was describing the chicken sandwich and the both of them. It was like Chick Fil A uh, chicken sandwich. It ain't. It's not bad. It's just that it was made by a white person who learned the recipe from a black person, so she could they concerned about your cholesterol. <laughs> with a Popeye, with a Popeye chicken sandwich was made by somebody granny that that they call her Medea. She don't give a fuck about your cholesterol. <laughs> Something like I that. Thought that <laughs> All the Chick Fil A um, and um, Popeyes comparison memes; those are hilarious to me. My favorites were I love the one with Electra from Pose and the white girl that she read on last week's episode. So Electra is Popeyes and the white girl is Chick Fil A, and she no she Chick Fil A on bottom and Wendy's on top. <laughs> I like the one the Michael Jackson one. That's that was wrong. Where they had Popeyes is old Michael Jackson with the, with the afro and the big nose, and Chick Fil A is uh, white Michael Jackson with the perm and the mustache. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then this was the Black Mama one. Uh, kids, can we have some Popeyes chicken sandwich? Mom, mom, we got chicken sandwiches at home. And then uh, uh, <laughs> the Tyson's chicken patty on the white on the uh, on the wheat bread. That's some black mama shit. Well, Popeyes has a very special place in my heart because you know when I was a little girl, I lost my first tooth in a piece of Popeyes fried chicken, and so <laughs> I, I did. I lost my first tooth in nigga. What? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I swear you can you can go on Facebook right now and message my sister and she'll tell you I lost my first tooth in a piece of Popeye's fried chicken. So since I'm going back to the to my home <laughs> city this week, I'm gonna wait till I get to, I'm gonna wait till I get to Louisiana to get my Popeye's sandwich. <laughs> Just in memory of all the all the good times. <laughs> That's the most niggas story I have ever. Because <laughs> it's like, my tooth just kind of fell out. And then, or shit, you bit into, what, just like a drumstick? Yeah, it was. It was a drum. I bit into a drumstick. Nigga. I cannot. Like, Hey, and it's so funny because see what happened. So listeners that you don't know, I'm from a little town in Louisiana. It's not a little bitty by by Louisiana standards. But anyway, at the time, this was back in maybe 1985, 86. 
At the time, we only had a McDonald's. I mean, we had other stuff, but like the the big fast food chain in the the city was McDonald's. And then one day, and we used to go all the time with our mama, one day this Popeye's popped up next to it. And you couldn't, same thing with the chicken, you couldn't get into Popeye's when it first opened. And so we parked at McDonald's so we could walk over to the Popeye's. And the McDonald's people got mad at us. Like, they was talking shit to us while we walked over to the Popeye's. I'm like, y'all need fast food. Fast food beef is too much. All right, let's go to the next the next topic. Because I need you guys to explain to me. Because you know I'm 40. I don't be always knowing. So, oh, <laughs> hot girl summer. Ooh. Apparently, this is the hot girl summer. Per Megan the Stallion. Um... And now I don't know exactly where Hot Girl Summer came from. Where did it was it? It was a meme first that she put out. Where, where exactly did? When was the first time she actually declared the Hot Girl Summer? On Twitter, and she just said it's a Hot Girl Summer. Yep. Yeah. She um, was like, "Cool, bitch," and then we was like rocking with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no time for y'all. Well, that's according exactly to what happened, huh? That's exactly what happened though. Once again, she was like, "Yes, yeah, a hot girl summer." Did she explain like, what it yes. was? If you don't know, then you're not having one. Oh Jesus, Lord Jesus! Well, I I know what the <laughs> white people said. <laughs> per Buzzfeed, per Buzzfeed, hot girl summer has become a shorthand for celebrating femme sensibilities and what's possible when people, but mostly women, give no fucks in their pursuit of some self-defined pleasure. It's a movement energized by chicks who couldn't care less. Exhibit A, Meg's What the Fuck I Want. It operates on power that throws caution to the wind. Now, I would like to also say, I don't know if a white girl wrote this or not. It might have been a black girl, and if so, I apologize. In this way, it owes its success not just to the future focus of Meg, it's environmentally conscious, social media savvy, sex positive leader, but also to those who came before her. I don't know. All I know is I started seeing pictures of Hot Girl Summer and the boy in me said, yes, Lord, yes. And then I found <laughs> out that there was a song that was released by Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj that was supposed to accompany said Hot Girl Summer that was supposed to make, make people want to shake their ass. And I it's heard trash. That. I heard that uh, it's trash, though. It's not. It's, it's horrible. not. I was so like, really, somebody on Facebook had explained it really well. It was like we wanted like the sex appeal of big old freak with like the fire from reeler mm-hmm. and it's just like it didn't hit it, it, it's not a hit the beat um, is lazy the chorus is lazy i don't know why yg is on there like right. why is he here like why is he here why is it not you one and i don't even think Nicki minaj should even been on the shit neither because i'm kind of sick of her antics anyways it should have been Megan and it should have been City Girls. And I don't know why? what happened there. My big thing with YG is like, why is he the first voice that you hear talking about a uh, real nigga don't give a fuck about a bitch? That don't sound like Hot Girl Summer to me. Like, to me, it's a not- Hot Girl Summer actually don't give a fuck about you. That's just my opinion, though. Well, like I said, the playlist on Spotify was high, but it keeps changing. It's, at first, it was, it was a lot of Meg. It was a lot of... Um, Ari Lennox was on there. Um, some old Trina was on there. Like it was some real like hot girl shit, but it keeps changing. But it's still a pretty good playlist. Mm. Brittany, how was your hot girl summer? I was about to ask that. 
Um, it was good if you know <laughs> with uh, with my one partner for right now. <laughs> oh, so it's a hot oh, bay right summer. Now. Huh? Hot bay summer? Yeah, hot bay summer. Uh, what about you, Courtney? How your hot girl summer? Uh, my hot girl summer got away from me right in June because I am pregnant. So that's what <laughs> happened with that. Uh, so, so you was really popping it and locking it. Oh. Yeah, it got a, it got away from me. So I, mm-hmm. if it's a girl, I when will be that, naming. There was a there was a meme that talked about how your hot girl summer going to turn into a something. It did month. say that it was like a, <laughs> it, it said it's going to turn into a pregnant girl winner. And it did. And it you know, like a Damn, nigga couldn't even <laughs> look, a nigga couldn't even get out the out the gate. <laughs> I couldn't like look, first of all, June, y'all know June is me and Brittany's birthday month. And so Birthday. A bitch she was like, to, "Yeah, she Birthday. about to explain why, why her, why the fuck she pregnant right now." <laughs> so, so what really happened was, it was like, okay, so uh, y'all know I work in housing advocacy. We had a housing expo. We had the the Democratic convention all on the first weekend. It was like the third, the thirty first of May. June first was Brittany's birthday, and then June second was my birthday. So, and also, I, so I had to drop Caleb off to stay with my parents because I was like, You about to tell us about the exact wild. moment that your hot girl summer took a turn? But it's like, yeah. So then what okay. happened was, so it's like Caleb was visiting my parents for two weeks. So, you know, like a nigga like had a good time on their birthday. And then I was still having other good times up until the time in which I had to go get him. And then... Fourth of July came and everything was still cool. And then like that. So you were just fucking all of June. Not not the whole time, but like the first two weeks it was popping. And then like Fourth of (laughs) July hit. This was a family show, but apparently it's not anymore. (laughs) Go ahead. So so Fourth of July. So Fourth of July came and my period didn't. And then so now. That's I mean that's a hot girl summer like that's a, that's a real hot I I love it you know how I feel about hoeing I don't hoe anymore because I gave my life to the Lord but you know um I'm <laughs> I'm happy for you though so basically this is all Caleb's fault essentially because he wasn't oh here watching God. his mom what? like he needed to be. He wasn't here watching his mom. Stop blaming that nigga. (laughs) It was his fault. And he, you know, he'd been asking for his sibling. And so he conjured up this baby all by himself, if you ask me personally. Manifesting is a real thing. (laughs) This is this is his manifestation. He he's excited. He's gonna be a big, big brother. So he he's definitely excited. Yesterday he told me the baby needs a high chair. And I'm like, sir, I I I know what babies need. This is my second time. It's my second go at it, so uh, calm down. <laughs> what is up with these kids? My my nephew is trying to marry me off. Auntie, why oh. are you not married? What what? He's trying. Mm-mm. I'm not. Why I don't have kids? Why I'm not married? And that's all he want to talk to me about. Auntie, why don't you get married? I mean, I'm I'm working on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 we'll work on that offline. Well, shoot, you you. <laughs> Look, you still got about a month left of hot girl summer, so you know. No, I'm not. I'm not hot girl or nothing. I told you that I, 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 I mean, I did have a little bit of a a slip up uh, earlier in the week, 
<laughs> Tell me about um, it. But I'm I'm back. I I'm not. Nah. And next month I might slip up again in the middle of the month. But I'm not doing that shit no more. So yeah. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> All right, let's go on to it next. We, we... I, so, so basically, for anybody who's listening to this, I, Brittany, have been the only was responsible nigga this, this summer. No, you Wow, wow, no, wow, no, no, wow. No, 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 wow. no, 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 no. I have been how responsible. Have, how have I been irresponsible? How did that work? Mm. And ain't the whole point of hot girl summer that it ain't no such thing as being responsible. You taking control exactly. of your own sexuality and your own body. Exactly, and I was ultimately carefree, obviously. So, like, I think I did. Hot girl, right. summer, hot, hot girl summer is about being free. It ain't got nothing to do with responsibility. You can be irresponsible and free, or you can be responsible and free. Both of y'all niggas is a mess. <laughs> I'm being responsible and free. I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know what is the issue of me bringing another Pisarian child into the world, as if we don't need more wild shit going on. Obviously, we, this is a blessing. We, can we call a thing a thing and just say you bringing another witch into the world? <laughs> right. <laughs> that part right there. Oh, and it's probably a girl. Oh, and she gonna be so much fun. <laughs> Let's let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So sometime in the last couple of weeks, somewhere around August the 16th, it was announced that Jay-Z was entering into a partnership with the NF fucking L. So it's supposed to be good news. He's joining a beloved but beleaguered sports corporation and it's joining, I'm sorry, joining a beleaguered sports corporation and a heralded rapper in the name of entertainment and social justice. So it was announced that they're going into a partnership um, where Jay-Z and Rock Nation are going to be responsible for the halftime entertainment going forth, as well as creating some sort of social justice partnership that even Jay-Z doesn't know what the fuck is going to be. He said so. (laughs) Um, My take on it is this is some fuck shit. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if. We're still trying to figure out if the rumor that Jay-Z told Jermaine Dupri to turn down a similar deal is true. Um, Jay-Z has always been a capitalist. He's always told us he was a capitalist. Um, but it's interesting just to watch what's going on with the NFL and Jay-Z because ultimately what's happening is the NFL needed two things. The NFL needed to not be embarrassed by getting turned down for the halftime uh, show and they needed to figure out a way to get players to stop kneeling. They entered into this fuck shit partnership with Jay-Z thinking that he would be able to do that. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen when Jay-Z didn't promise them that they won't get embarrassed when he invites somebody like Rihanna. And Rihanna still say, uh, no. And he get his feelings hurt. And he turned into an entitled white man. Mm-hmm. That's my it, it, that's my thing on that, and also it's a way for the, the the league to actually just ignore. They get to finally sweep Colin Kaepernick under the rug, or like Jay Z said, we're beyond kneeling. What was y'all's reaction <laughs> when y'all heard about the partnership between Jay Z and and the NFL? I'll let Courtney go first. <laughs> um. So the the first actually tip I had heard about it was actually um, Nessa, the uh, partner of Colin Kaepernick, actually disputing rumors that Jay-Z had reached out to Colin Mm -hmm. prior to making this deal. 
And um, I already knew from from that point, if she's having to correct the news, um, there's something disingenuous going on. And the attempt was to make it look like this was somehow verified or signed off by Colin himself, trying to give it, I feel like, a basis and, and, and trying to make it look like not what it is, which is it's a... It's a capitalistic move, right? Under the guise of social, of under the guise of social justice, and that's not what it is. Um, also, uh, I, I felt like it was very disrespectful for him to say that we're past kneeling when people are, in fact, still dying. Mm-hmm. We are never outside of kneeling, outside of whatever your form of protesting, boycott, whatever your uh, choice of that may be. We're never going to be past protesting because even once we get to a, a point where we've been, we've achieved some type of freedom, we've achieved some type of progress, there's always a pushback. And that's what I've had to come to terms with when you're dealing under um, a, a system like white supremacy, there's always going to be some pushback on progress. So we're never, ever going to get to a point as long as white supremacy is a thing, which I don't think it's it's ever going to die because it's something that's taught. It's definitely something that's always going to be entrenched in America for the time being it's until foundation. America. Yeah, it's a foundation of America. So it's entrenched in all of our systems. And there's always going to be a pushback on progress, especially when it comes to progress for black people. So getting back to how Jay-Z's trying to act like he needs a seat at this table. Nigga, no, you absolutely don't. You cannot, you can not engage within this system to a certain point. There's nothing that says I need to go engage here and try. These niggas know what the protest is about. Right. They knew, they knew it's not disrespecting the flag. It's not, you're against the military. They know what this shit is about. They know what that man was standing up for. And they just disagreed with him being able to stand up and, and protest. But they've seen the backlash. So now it's like they it's like they swing open the door and look around. And it's like, let's get a Negro that they all like to get in here so but, we can just iron but this here's shit the thing, out. Though. And here comes fucking Jay-Z. Jay-Z tap dancing all into the office but see here's the thing though someone made a great a great point when they when they want to deal with sexism they don't go out and get uh i don't know just some random woman Alyssa milano when they want to deal with i don't know anti-semitism they don't just go out and just find some random you know barbara streisand or somebody they actually go to organizations that actually do this work to try and figure out how to get better and how to actually fix the problem these motherfuckers went and got jay-z like, like, not even, not even a celebrity that is deeply entrenched in the work. They could have gone the color of change. They could have all kind exactly. of organizations that do this work that actually could have exactly. told them how to create, whether they want to create a program, whether they want to create a platform, whether they want to create something, some long-standing organizational change that they could have. But they got fucking Jay Z because they want to change the entertainment at the halftime show. How disrespectful right. is that fucking shit? Willis, what about I, you? What were your thoughts? Well, um, so I haven't been that connected to the outside world since the start of August. Honestly, um, 
I did hear about this and I do know the details of it just because I read about it, but I haven't formulated any individual, like, um, what am I trying to say? Like any nuanced thoughts about it myself. I just basically shared someone's post about it that I um, basically agreed with when it comes to capitalism and Jay-Z. And they were basically saying that like, kind of pushing back on the notion or the argument that I see some people have, which really pisses me off. And it kind of shows me where, when people, when black people talk about capitalism and how we quote unquote need capitalism, Mm -hmm. that just really gets on my nerves. And I'm just like, I, I, I gotta find, I gotta figure out how I, um, well, you know what? I'm not going to figure it out because it's not my calling. It is not my calling to deal with black folks like that. Not black adults, at least. Maybe black children. But um, I, I sh- when, it, when it comes to black folks who are just like a little bit not as radical as I am when it comes to their imagination of blackness and we're on, in our future, I, I get I get impatient. But anyway, the um, post I, I, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to piggyback on that with as far as I have I have made a post kind of saying that that capitalism is capitalism no matter who's playing the game because the formula is the same mm-hmm. and I don't know why black people think black people do capitalism any different than white people like it's not like niggas who think we need to have black owned prisons like niggas yeah. who think somehow like <laughs> Like they confuse community economics with black capitalism. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. they, and then they always yeah. hoop and holler about black Wall Street. Yeah. And it's like, that and was about it. because of segregation. We were segregated <laughs> to our neighborhood. So yes, all of the money circulated in the fucking community, you idiot. Like that's not what necessarily yeah. what that is. But then also... 1910, 1920s, it was a lot different. And obviously business regulations were a lot different, but also all of those were private, small businesses. And the like, there wasn't multiple bakeries necessarily. There was one baker, there was a key maker, there was a general store. There were one, there was one of each. So it's like, it was still community economics in a sense. But when you talk about how capitalism works and at the end of the capitalism formula is that profits are prioritized over people that there are always winners and always losers and if there was no one left with black people the shit would still operate the same we would find a yeah. way to decide who were the winners and who were the losers and i have my thoughts on how we would figure that out and it would probably just be an extension of white supremacy which there would be some colorism and some classism mixed up into there Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what yeah. people think Jay-Z is going to be able to do differently, especially if this is not something that is social social justice driven. It's just not. And it's like, yeah. let's wait and see what his plan is. His plan is to make he money. Bitch. No we plan. can see that. He, he, the the plan is to make that. money. See, my the plan is to make money. My big thing is right. that so, I like, kind of equated. That, and, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say in that regard, like, 
and and it's usually no offense, Callum, but it's usually older black folks, like forty or forty-five. Oh, yeah. That's what I was about to get to. Go into it, and, please. And um, <laughs> they get on my fucking nerves. And that's why I said it's not. It's it's somebody. Somebody black is going to deal with them. It's just not me. That's not my calling. Anyway, just to get back to the matter at hand, what I shared, I didn't share any of my personal thoughts on it because I have none really. But thoughts that I agree with is this post that kind of talked about. The fact that, like, no, we don't need capitalism to move movements forward. We just, we just in a capitalist society. So, a right. dub, we, we need money to help movements. And right. they were saying that Jay Z, like, I'm gonna just read this real quick. It said Jay Z literally has the wealth and a network of peers that with wealth to fund Black futures independent of a white supremacist capitalist structure. Exactly. And then it lists all the things that he could have. He, they were like, for example, Jay Z could be partnering with the Dream Defenders to fully fund the Freedom Fellows program. He could invest in Asada's daughters, who's already working in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He could have gave money to the Movement for Black Lives Electoral Justice Project, which is working to train Black organizers um, on how to be political operatives. He could have invested in Cooperation Jackson. That, uh, which has been working for some time to grow a federation of local worker cooperatives. He could have gave to the People's Dispensary over in Oakland. Shout out to Cheney. He could have uh, gave to the Hood Incubator. Like he could have, he could have invested into. In it even mentioned that he could have called up Akon and asked to join his Light Lighting Up Africa initiative. Like he could have. You talking about? Then he has options. Right, but none of those options he, were a pipeline he, to him owning a fucking NFL team. Go ahead. Right. Right. And then <laughs> folks talking about how we need capitalism. It's not that we need capitalism. We need capitalists to fund we need capital. Uh, capital. Right. Right. We need capital. We don't need we don't need the actual system. We need the we need the we need the people who benefit from the system to uphold folks who don't. So that we could eventually break the system, but niggas don't think like that. No, and but, also, no. but also, but also, also, I just mean niggas, people in general. But also to say to say that there's a saying that um, I've seen people say a lot of times, and this is it's usually specifically um, geared towards cisgender, heterosexual, black men, and a lot of times it says a. Many of these black men don't want liberation. They don't want black liberation. Mm-hmm. They want what white men have. Mm-hmm. So it's not about freedom. And 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 you know, no diss to Jay Z and no diss to him and his work. But he grew up poor. So and a lot of times when you grow up poor and you you feel a sense of anger towards the system that has disenfranchised you, but instead of working to deconstruct that system you want to join it and take it over and that's exactly what he's trying to do he feels a sense of and i'm not no i'm no psychiatrist look at the pictures like, of him and, and uh and the commissioner look at her the just of him laughing and, the and yeah. talking and he wants to be them he and, and if you listen to a lot of his songs a lot of it is about getting rich being a, a decision maker being getting a seat at that table because he wants to be them well and, and that's why going back to what willis said and that's why i said i take no offense if you talk about it being older folks because it is definitely folks who are part who are my age Jay-Z range. is like 47 right so it's definitely <laughs> folks because that generation of my generation will say of hip-hop was reared in this very toxic hit what i'm calling hip-hop 
um, capitalism. If you, if you look at the music that was put out in the night, if you look at the, the hip-hop entrepreneurs, if you look at the Jay-Z's, you look at the Diddy's, you look at the Jermaine Dupree's, the things that they have in common, of course, because of when hip-hop started, they started out in the hood, they started out in the projects, and they they aspired. Remember, we just, I won't say just started hating Donald Trump, but there was a time when J- Donald Trump was always referenced in hip-hop song as exactly. the status symbol. Yep. He was what you wanted to be. He was carefree. He didn't give a fuck. He had all the money. He had all the hoes. And that's what you, that was what and he wanted. And he was a capitalist. He that's was a what capitalist. They and if he you, had multiple streams of income. He had money over money. Mm-hmm. He was, it wasn't just that he had money. He was a businessman. And you ain't he never heard, you've deals. never heard of outside of quote unquote getting artists from the hood. You've never heard of any of, any of these major artists actually putting a whole lot back into the community. If you listen, so when we say going back to Jay-Z's music and listening, like really listen to how they, how they talk in their song about amassing money and what they were going to do with the money and how they were going to live with the money. And when you listen to the folks who are now caping for Jay-Z, once again, my classmates, folks who are my, my friends, and one thing that I said is that some of y'all don't even really know why Colin Kaepernick knelt. They truly believe that this is actually having, not only having a seat at the table, but because a lot of folks don't know what organizing is about, they don't know the path to liberation. They believe Jay-Z when he says, okay, um, you know, kneeling was the, was the demonstration and now we have to get to the strategic action. They don't actually know what strategic yeah. action after a politi- after a demonstration looks like. <laughs> they, can, they we, can we talk about that term a seat at the table real quick Please besides do. the launch album I fucking hate that term okay yes. I don't want a seat at the goddamn table okay I want the table to be fucking destroyed yes. okay I don't cause, mm-hmm. cause there's only so many limited seats and you talk about a seat at the table that means somebody else ain't got a seat at the table you understand what I'm that saying that means that somebody else's voice is not I'm being heard exactly <laughs> Eliminate the goddamn table is what I'm trying to do, but but people are very know. they are very very entrenched in this idea that Jay Z now is their voice at this mythical table of the NFL, not knowing that Colin mm-hmm. kneeling didn't necessarily have anything to do. Like it's kind of like we're going through a situation right now at San Francisco Pride, um, and I'm gonna let me let me say this in a way because that's not going to violate no board agreements, but <laughs> but. One thing that I was saying is that, yes, we are an organization that we, quote unquote, represent people. We do have to be cognizant of the way that we interact with corporations that come into our into our festival um, or that are a part of it. And also the way that we are acting as an organization that, quote unquote, represents and supports the people. Yes. But we always have to remember that ultimately you have to still go back to this corporation and figure out how to destroy whatever this system in this organization that is oppressing you is. Like, yes, we can... Oh, Lord, I'm about to violate... We can ban people from the parade, but ultimately, you still have to figure out how to destroy whatever it was that that corporation or that organization did that's oppressing you. Because us banning them from the parade is just us standing in solidarity with you. You still got to figure out mm-hmm. how to actually break that shit down over there. And a lot of mm-hmm. folks don't, they don't know why Colin Kaepernick knelt. They really and truly don't. And then I also don't like how they'll bring up, 
oh, well, Colin took his payday when they didn't hire him back. He Ugh. took the money. First of all, that was um, because of loss of income. Mm-hmm. So that's like your ass getting fired or wrongfully terminated. And your job gives you a check. You're not going to cash that shit? Right. You're not going to take but your also, unemployment? <laughs> Colin has actively reinvested in organizations doing anti-violence work in black and brown communities. He has literally given funds to organizations to help with their operations. When he had not gotten a settlement yet, when he was just an unemployed black man, exactly. he was still giving. Exactly. So it's like we want to talk about because people are like, oh, well, he took the money. Well, shit, the money was his. What you mean he he, he took the money? Bitch, he's supposed to. That was his right. money that he was owed due to lack of income because he was being discriminated against. So now he's supposed to be too good to take the money that he's rightfully owed? Like, where the fuck? Who raised you niggas? Like, well, how do you think money works? But, how do you think but remember, that's the same works? shit that they do to, uh, to, to people who have been, you know, had sexual harassment or sexual assault and all that kind of stuff when it comes to, like, folks that maybe, like, Bill Cosby is well, she took the money. Well, she said nigga ruined my life. I will take all the funds I need to to help me. Like, and, and sometimes that's all you even fucking get is a fucking check. A lot of times you don't get any you don't get a fucking apology or nothing. Exactly. It's like, bitch, take this money and go ahead. So then you can use that money to fucking reestablish your life because if you got sexually harassed on your fucking job, you think you're going to want to go back there? And who knows how long it's going to take you to find another one? And shit, the nigga might be bugging you and stalking you, so you need to move away. So you need to use the you, fucking you funds the to money. read. Yeah, to fucking relocate so you can start your life over. It's like you niggas think that people just try to finesse money out of folks. But say he did finesse money. He actually used that money. The lit- I mean, can we compare net worth? Jay-Z's a billionaire. Colin maybe be worth $10 million. He was still using that money to move social justice forward through the organizations that was already doing the work. I need everyone to hear this about Jay-Z. And I say this as someone who is, once again, a part of that generation who has been to Jay-Z record release parties and hung out and drunk whatever, Cristal or whatever, who has done all the things, who is that age. The best business move that Jay-Z ever made was marrying Beyonce. If he had not uh-huh. married Beyonce, he would be out somewhere right now on a Rockefeller reunion tour with Beanie Siegel and Mrs. Bleach. <laughs> and, and I would probably be there because that's my generation. But instead, he married. I need him to go home. I need him to be daddy daycare with Blue Ivy and stop. Tr- you know, I, I keep saying that I'm going to discuss this at some point, either on the show or in written form. I'm not going to take too much about it because I am working on a uh, on a pitch for it. But I'll just say these Jay-Z's and these Jermaine Dupree's and Diddy out here with these matching shorts with Lori H- Harvey. All these Negroes uh-huh. are trying to remain relevant because they black cool. Isn't that girl a little girl? Lori, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's stepdaughter that used to be Diddy's son's girlfriend. Oh my God. I can't. Right. Yeah, she's 22. He's exactly. Everyone who's like, this seems Predatory, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought Kayla was trying to tell us something. So, you want me to get a cooking machine where I listeners, as you can see, Caleb can form full sentences and make demands now. 
oh, this is a, a good you do a black mothering moment for this second anniversary show. And then you'll fall down into the pool? Okay. What? That sounds fun. How old is Caleb again? Four and a half. Oh, I want him man. to meet my little uh my little niece Zala. They'd be a mess together. <laughs> he oh, might not talk. He, you know, he's <laughs> generally he's generally unfriendly. You've met him before. Oh yeah, I have. I know. Well, just to <laughs> wrap up, you know that item. I am like you, Willis. I am frustrated mo- more th- with people's responses and the inadequate ways that they are showing that they understand a lot of these concepts. And I'm talking about educated folks too. I'm talking about teachers and all these. Yeah. Things. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. really genuinely educated folks who are, are like so off base with this and it's really frustrating because it's like, we, how the fuck we gonna do any of this shit when y'all can't get this these basic concepts of what's going on? But, you know. Well, that is the last item on our... Look, we, look we, I don't think we have ever recorded a show. This is only about an hour. Oh, wow. We have never... Ever. Well, we gotta get we gotta get Willis to bed. So yeah, this is this is true. Listen. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, you know we gonna start recording earlier. You know some... y'all need to hear us if talk. Yeah, if I don't get to bed at a certain hour, I start changing. So I mean, I'm a little bit tired Thank myself. You. I said I, I, I could tell by our conversation that we all are a little bit tired. Oh, Courtney, did you go to the um? <clears throat> did you go to the California Dems this weekend? Yeah, I saw the picture. I I did go. Um, I was there. I did vote for uh, Taisha. Woo woo. Um, she is now the new uh, Taisha Brown. She ran for chair of the California Democratic Party's African American uh, Caucus. Who ha- now has an all women executive board. That's not the one board. I sat in on, is it, Courtney? Yes, it and is. No, you. No, she sat in on the the, the California Young Democrats. No, remember okay, the one then. that I came to? That was the when I saw when I was sitting with y'all. That was the African American Caucus. Oh, that one, yes, was. But then, oh, Brittany, you was all yeah, you was into everything. Um, so the the CDP is the one for the old folks. Uh, the CYD is for the young people. Um, you in the old folks stuff now? I can be i have not graduated age-wise i have until 35 to be a young democrat i'm an old democrat Brittany. okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well we need to get ready for uh you know long beach you know that's my city so i am i'm already locked and loaded and ready i'm thinking about throwing a party i'm not sure yet for your birthday? No, when we, for the, when they have the uh, California Dems fall endorsement meetings in Long Beach. Mm. So I'm thinking about it, but I don't know yet. Because you know I might be on some hot nerd fall. We didn't talk about hot nerd fall, but I might Uh-oh. be on some hot oh, nerd yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, You know. So hot, so yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a hot girl semester yeah. for apparently Brittany. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm trying. We working on it. Me and Bay are working on it. Trust me. Well, you know, after the last episode where Brittany ensured me that one day I would find me a good woman that would be able to be both ratchet and uh, academic or a ratchetemic, which is what I call all three mm-hmm. of us. I got it from Dr. Christopher Emden. Since Brittany has ensured me that one day my time will come, I will have me a hot nerd fall. Indeed. Yes. Amen. 
Brittany, Do where it. can the people find you and Bay in interwebs? Uh oh. <laughs> well, me and me and Bay will be in bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, where, I mean where that, can they find you in interwebs? I, I mean, I mean that in the most innocent way because her ass is asleep and I need to. <laughs> I need to. Um, you can find me on the interwebs at Hey Miss M I S S Willis. Um on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, even though I don't be on Twitter like that. But I just check it every now and then, so. All right. And Courtney, I don't know. These days, I don't even know if you want to be found. Do you want to give your socials on the show or not? She I, give I, it, yeah. and then she cuts people out for following her, so. <laughs> I only cuss people out if they follow me. If they come with some dumb shit, that's all. Just <laughs> as long as it's no dumb shit, then it's Okay. <laughs> When's the last time I cut somebody out, Brittany? Yesterday. No, because I wasn't even see I deactivated. So I deactivated my Facebook. Um, so the last time you cut somebody out was just when you deactivated your Facebook. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm taking I'm taking a break from Facebook because um, I keep having like really agitating interactions with people where they're trying to control what I speak on and my content uh. and. I'm tired of having to explain to people that I am a motherfucking adult. And mm-hmm. if they don't like what I post, they don't have to engage on the post, but I'm either getting shit where it's like, I'm being too serious or I'm not being serious enough. If I'm talking about, um, how, you know, housing affordability is, a really, it's a, not just a social justice issue, but it's a health issue and it's a form of genocide. I, I'm being too serious. Um, if I post about a chicken sandwich, then I'm not being serious enough because the Amazon's on fire and it's like, okay, well I need to eat. Oh my God. I was so mad when I seen that comment. I was like, y'all niggas can't be fucking Wait, serious. What? You know, that's what we did not talk about when we talked about the, the chicken, the Popeye's gate is the way people are really trying to police people like let people enjoy this shit it's i mean listen this is all the time and never it, it, it never fails it literally never fails anytime, anybody, oh y'all can buy some chicken sandwiches about. but y'all can't buy my old racked ass black is beautiful shirts nobody wants your 30 dollars shirts that they could have ironed on themselves. um my and my my personal um issue with it is like if you know me you know i post about serious stuff and then i can post about funny stuff and um my issue with it is is you don't have to be upset all the time to be upset about something right like i don't have to be in perpetual sorrow and also that's not healthy um i understand like a lot of us that there's a lot going on in the world that's very detrimental we understand that white supremacy is a global issue that is draining the world of its natural resources and there's a lot of bad karmic energy that's rolling around in these streets um, because of the way white supremacy works. And mm-hmm. I just don't feel like me eating a chicken sandwich somehow prevented any progress. So right. I just have, right. I, I'm trying to, you know, in, in my state of um, expecting, I'm trying to just keep my energy positive and keep my blood pressure low and Mm -hmm. um it's like i'm not going back and forth with you niggas about what i need to be talking about because i post about everything i'm a well-balanced person um right 
shout out to all the Gemini's out there. So it's Amen. like I have, Amen. I have, you we know, two to sides joy. to me. You deserve I can do, it. I can do all things <laughs> through Christ, my Lord. And one of those is I can also, I can eat a chicken sandwich while I care about what's going on in our world because that's never a chicken sandwich ain't gonna keep me from caring about. Maybe you need to direct that shit to somebody who is lost in the sauce, but don't hmm. direct that shit at me. Like you might be feeling some type of way because you feel like folks aren't taking stuff seriously enough, or maybe you feeling like people are being consistently negative. Direct that shit to those motherfuckers because I'm not the one. So at hmm. this time, I've decided to take a break from Facebook because niggas is pissing me off. But you can also <laughs> find me on Instagram. I'm still on Instagram. That's that. That's that balance, Gemini. <laughs> right, that's that balance. Like y'all niggas gonna stop fucking with me on Facebook. But you can visit my Instagram, which is <laughs> underscore short Courtney underscore. I'm also on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is actually very like policy based. You'll see me talking about Black maternal health and housing and all of that stuff. I also might tweet at a housewife or two on occasion so you will see that and that's also um i'm at short courtney so um i'll let y'all know when i get back on facebook and i feel like fucking with y'all again um in the, in the meantime i'm finna keep eating my chicken sandwiches and being a housing advocate and caring about black kids and black women and black mamas so um yep well as long as you keep your facebook messenger then that's fine all oh, when you deactivate it it keeps the messenger okay so good. All People I'm going to say is, me. I don't want to take us down. We are we, we trying to end the show, but I'm going to say this. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to let black people have joy. Let them enjoy this fucking chicken sandwich. No, we don't want to buy yeah. your shirts. We don't want to buy your fake-ass insurance. We don't want to buy nothing that you're selling, okay? No, us buying chicken sandwiches and lining up for chicken sandwiches don't have nothing to do with voting. Talking about we can get a chicken sandwich, but we can't vote. We vote more than any other group of people, so y'all need to stop with y'all. Y'all don't even know y'all dad and statistics. Y'all just talking about the shit that y'all heard some hotep say, and I need y'all to stop. So, having said that... Also, people have the right not to vote. Exactly. That's also they have a thing. That too. They have that too. Stop trying to, stop trying to shame minute. people y'all overall. Y'all don't want this. Y'all don't want this recording to catch fire. Now, y'all know how folks get when they come to that. <laughs> but then, kind of, but my whole thing is like, you can't force nobody to vote. You can't. So it's like you can preach. And like, look, me and Carolyn can say that as politically involved as we are, we cannot make niggas go to the polls if they don't want to. No. <laughs> you can't look trust me i know child that's why you got to be friend you got to be friends with everybody and all i say about my <laughs> friends as long as you know that i'm gonna talk shit about white supremacy and racism all day and i will still be your friend as long as you can get that then we are right amen so having said that you can find me across all social media platforms that's twitter and instagram at cdub the host you can find me on facebook as dub carolyn you can find the cdub show across all social media platforms facebook instagram and twitter as the cdub show you can find us on the say something nice podcast at ssnpodcast.com um, you can donate to the show at on the donate tab on the page. Pretty soon I will be posting our uh, Patreon account because this shit ain't free, y'all. Support the podcast. So pretty soon you'll see how you can become a Patreon of the podcast. Um, make sure that you are following, subscribing, and sharing on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Spotify. And also, y'all, I found out that now that we are a Spotify podcast, we can create playlists 
to go with specific shows. So I don't know when I'm going to implement this thing yet, but I know like that they're doing one for the, the Motown episode over on Say Something Nice. So yeah, we're going to figure out a special episode and we're going to make us a playlist of some sort that we can get people to follow. So that is the, oh, one thing that we didn't get to talk about. I did talk about the passing of my grandfather. We did not get to talk about the passing of Nobel Prize winning, amazing black woman, black now ancestor, Toni Morrison. We love you. We miss you. We thank you for all of the amazing stories that you told unapologetically and just all the templates that you gave for us as black creative. So that is the end of the show. We will see all of you all in the interwebs later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The C-Dub Show.